one thing to be encouraged by is like, it's not about you at all. And as soon as you make it about you, then you become um, self-conscious and it becomes, yeah, you can become defensive or um, get mad about it. Bitter. Or, yeah. yeah, just there's so many negative emotions that come about when you, when um, you start to make it about yourself. And really, it's not about you at all. It's God created your husband to um, admire the beauty that he created. Like, God created this beautiful earth for us to admire and enjoy. And because of sin, it can become easily twisted. But... Um, we have Jesus and we can pray and ask for him to help us. And so I think there's so much hope found in that, that like, mm-hmm. it's not a discouraging thing or like a dark secretive thing, but that there's hope, like Jesus has already overcome it all. And so we just need to invite him to be a part of it. Welcome to Encourage Life, a show designed to encourage and equip both men, women, and couples in the everyday things of life. We'll be discussing everything from faith, marriage, health, parenting, fitness, and much more. The premise is this, that you would go through an honest discussion, leave encouraged, and have practical takeaways. My name is Chris Cirillo, along with my incredible wife Justine, join us as we start important conversations about the more challenging things of life. Hey guys, welcome back to the Encourage Life podcast. We are pretty excited about today's uh, discussion. We're going to be talking about something that came up before we got married and has helped us throughout our entire marriage. And we're really excited to share it because we've had a number of conversations with um, people in our lives, um, me particularly, a lot of men, married men in my life. And Justine has had feedback from married women in her life. So we're going to be talking about dealing with sexual temptation within marriage. Pretty excited about this because it's something that we've realized that every single couple on the face of the planet is dealing with. Whether you guys are actually dealing with it or not, um, you're all experiencing it. And so we thought it'd be helpful to kind of share uh, where we come from, why we come from that place, what we do about it, and how it helps our marriage. Yeah, I think one thing that really helped us was just starting off with the understanding like that it's something that everyone struggles with in one capacity or another. Um, and so it's not, if it's something that is being dealt with in your marriage it's not like unheard of or like a rarity or I don't know what word I'm trying to think of you're not alone yeah you're not alone like um it was something that a pastor of mine said to me like I think when you and I were just dating about Mm -hmm. like um and then we read more about it in this book that we've read before we were um, getting, or uh, were we, were we engaged? engaged? Yeah, we were engaged. Um, and we'll talk more about that book, but it's just, just know that like, it's not uncommon 
it's actually very common. And so coming from that place, uh, I feel like kind of maybe frees you up to, um, I don't know, like you don't have to be scared. Like, oh no, is something wrong because we're dealing with this? Yeah. I think I'm going to say something pretty controversial right now. Um, but I'm going to stand behind it until proven otherwise, because I've yet to be proven wrong. Um, every single married man on the face of the planet that is not gifted with the gift of singleness and accidentally married (laughs) deals with sexual temptation. Every single one. And so what would you say sexual temptation is? Like, yeah. What does that mean? So one of the things that we realized kind of early on in reading these books, um, and the two books were for men only and for women only. And they were each written about the opposite sex to help you understand more. Written by some amazing, amazing Christian couple. Um, and it's to help you understand more about the opposite sex so that going into a healthy relationship, you can um, kind of navigate it with an understanding of some of the intricacies that are normally not talked about, about the opposite sex. And mm-hmm. so I, I vividly remember um, sitting in a park in Eugene, reading these books with you. Mm-hmm. And um, she goes, babe, is this you? Can I read this to you? And so she starts reading about um, the visual aspects of men and really how we process things and how tempting it is to look at just about every woman um, that is out there. And um, it was really eye-opening for me, even as a man, because I started to be able to identify with some things that I had felt or walked through and gone, wow, yeah, that that is what we deal with. And, and as a man, I could then also address it um, uh, and take it to the Lord and get, you know, some, some help and some um, guidance and, and the ability to overcome it. And so really, sexual temptation, I would say, is, is an opportunity placed in front of you where you are tempted to allow your mind to go to unhealthy levels um, in regards to um, somebody else. And so that could be, well, let me take a step back and say, I, f- I fully believe God gave us the blessing and the ability to be able to identify beauty and to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the devil has caused the fall of man and now sin entered the the earth and now our thoughts can become depraved and identifying and appreciating beauty can now be twisted into um, sexual immorality and the the Bible says um, if you've uh, lusted in your heart you've already committed adultery right and so when when your mind goes beyond admiring and appreciating beauty um, seeing curves like recognizing beauty and going into like well i wonder what she would be like in bed or i wonder what she looks like naked or i would want her like Mm -hmm. that is when it crosses the line Mm -hmm. beyond appreciating somebody and going into sexual sin and sexual immorality 
Well, and that's something that you kind of realized even recently is like just because you're appreciating like what God has created doesn't mean that you are in the wrong, but you have to be very careful that that line is not crossed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and let's be clear, this is not a free ticket to look, Yeah, you know, like at whoever and in whatever part of their body you want to like totally this is um just kind of understanding that we are designed to appreciate the beauty of what god has created Mm -hmm. in his image in humans yeah and we are inclined to look at and appreciate that um and yeah i guess what i was saying is just like totally to not like uh get down on yourself for just I don't know because I think yeah yeah it's easy to it's easy to be like oh man I looked at another woman yeah um but like where was your heart in all of that were you appreciating beauty and should Mm -hmm. you have maybe looked for less time or not taken a second look or did your mind go to a place of depravity did Mm, you go to oh man, that looks nice. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see that. Or, you know, like, yeah. I wonder, you know, these things. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, you're exactly right. It's like, um, you know, there's all things are permissible, not everything is beneficial type of thing that Paul was talking about. I think, I think identifying beauty in a woman is permissible. Whether or not certain moments to see and identify and or look upon are beneficial for you Mm -hmm. um i don't always think that's the case it's not always beneficial yeah um and it can go south really really quick which is why you know guarding yourself is really important um and just being mindful and that's why it's not a ticket to just do whatever you want yeah absolutely um but so for all the women out there, I want you to listen to this really quick. I'm just going to describe kind of a scene. And, and this is really the scene that helped her, Justine, identify in me uh, what it was that I struggle with and what I would continue to struggle with so that she could better understand me as a man and support me as a man. And it's been amazing for our marriage. So the book talks about how um, there's this one scene and this guy goes into a business meeting and there's this beautiful woman and she's presenting and all her curves are showing. And then she says, pause. And she goes to the next scene, which is where she's actually physically in a meeting with a bunch of Christian married men that are leaders in the church. And she starts to ask them questions. And she said, if you were in this scene, what would be going through your mind right after this woman comes up to give a presentation? And some of the things were like, great body, stop it, what am I thinking? Um, I bet she uses those curves to sell. Look at her face, look at her face, look at her face. Uh, it's hard for me to concentrate on her presentation because I'm trying to look at her face and not her body. Uh, I wonder what's under that nice suit. Stop it, concentrate on the presentation. If I'm not careful in a few minutes, I might be wondering what she's like in bed. About two minutes into her talk, I'd be remembering a scene from a porn video I saw when I was 15 years old, right? These are the things that go through men's mind because she describes it as we have a mental Rolodex where sometimes images can actually come up in our mind that we've seen um, in our past and can haunt us. And, And even an image from this morning, I've talked with a number of friends of mine who are fighting this good fight and 
You know, they'll they'll go to you know a store, or a coffee shop, or whatever. They'll see a woman, and it's hard to shake that vision for the rest of the day because of something they saw. And it has nothing to do with your wife. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with your sex life. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with your satisfaction with your um, personality. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is it is hardwired in, and we have to be so so careful as men. Um, because of our inclination towards that. But uh, nearly 75% or more of women are not like this, right? Totally. And you're yeah. not. No, not at all. And so what's really difficult is for women, and, and I would say this is why this was so good for Justine and I, mm-hmm. is women typically, um, they don't understand this. Like it just doesn't, like, do you guys ever have that thing where you're just like, I just can't wrap my mind around it, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. make sense? Yeah. Because you've never experienced this. Yeah. So trying to think of like, oh, well, um, now I'm just rationalizing my husband looking at other women. Or, you know, like yeah. women have a really hard time. And so there's two things in the book that she mentioned that I wanted to point out. And then I'll kind of let Justine give a little bit of her side of this. Is um, She said, uh, we, we might even experience it as a personal failure on our part, we being women for not being enough of a woman to keep his attention, or as a personal betrayal on his part, like why would a loving and committed husband have to push back images of other women at all? And she said, thankfully, as we delve deeper, discovering how hardwired this compulsion and temptation is, and how little it has to do with us, women, it was oddly encouraging. Actually, there are two separate related compulsions, and we'll talk through it. So she goes through all of this in the book, and I found that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has opened up a whole uh, avenue of discussions for us in our marriage throughout the last seven years. Yeah. And I want to kind of go back to, like, our conversation in the park and me asking you, like, is this what you struggle with? And just kind of explain, like, my heart in asking him that was not, like... I'm going to catch him in something and then I'm going to be mad at him for the fact that he is this way, that I wanted our relationship to be kind of, um, like built upon was like that foundation of like trust and communication in Mm. that, like if something was ever going on with him, that he could come to me and talk to me about that and know that Like, I'm confident enough in myself and in our relationship, and I know that you love me 100%. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And um, would never do anything, like, to try to hurt me or anything like that. Like, I know that your intentions are 100% pure, but also that, like, we live in a world that involves sin, And part of that means that you will be tempted to look in directions that you shouldn't look or think about things or um, even like, (laughs) this is super random, but um, Chris used to chew and he... For a long time. Yeah, for a long time. And when we started, was it when we started dating that you kind of gave it up? Or was it, like, when we got married? I mean, it was kind of off and on for yeah. a while. But She's off and on. Yeah. It was when we got married, though. Um, 
basically I was just like, I don't want to be around it. Like I don't want to see it. So I think like while you were deployed, you chewed after Mm -hmm. we were married. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, just recently he like started chewing again and didn't tell me about it, but then came to me and said, Hey, this is something that I started doing and I didn't want to tell you about it. Um, and he even, you even said, like, I knew that you wouldn't be mad, but I still was, like, nervous, right? Or like, yeah, what? I mean, just to level a playing field, it's not, it wasn't chewing, but, but it was, like, nicotine-related stuff, and, and, but, yeah, it was, like, the fact that I felt like I had to, um... I don't know, had to tiptoe around it. And then I was like, no, I can have this conversation with her. I went on for like um, maybe a week mm-hmm. of just wrestling with it in my heart. And I was like, no, this is the relationship we have, which is open. And we're in a fallen world with temptation. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to have this conversation with my wife because she trusts me and she loves me and she's going to support me. And I think... I think stage one for men is like stepping up and having the conversation because the more that you have the conversation, the more that your wife is also going to trust that like you're talking to her about the things that matter and you're sharing your heart. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's, I mean, you guys as women will probably open up more to trying to understand and be loving and supportive and yeah, when, when yeah. When you case. come to me and say, "Hey, babe, I was struggling with this, and I just wanted you to know," um, yeah, I'm gonna be like, "Well," and I was. I was like, "Okay, well, you know, like, how can I support you? What are you wanting to do moving forward? Like, are you wanting to continue chewing?" Because my thing has always been like, just I just don't want to be around it. So like, I don't want to smell it. I don't want to see it. Nothing like that. So, um. All of that to say, I wanted our relationship to be built on a foundation of open communication and for Chris to always feel like no matter what was going on, that he could come to me and talk through whatever was happening. So there have been many times that he will come to me, especially there there was a few years where he worked in a gym atmosphere and in a gym women are dressed in tight clothes and when you are in the gym for 12 hours a day working like you're exposed to that a lot and so there would just be times where you would either text me or call me or we would talk that night and you would just say hey babe like I'm really struggling um today or this week or just even right now like in a text or whatever and and that I felt so grateful that he would um, trust me to talk to me about that. And then it opened up the opportunity for me to pray for him and say, okay, how can I support you? And like, what can I do to help you? Um, and I think that as wives, we have so much, um, like there's so much power in the prayers that we pray for our husbands. And so if we can know how to intentionally pray for our husbands, and like the specifics of what they're dealing with. Like, I don't need to know specific specifics, but like, Hey, I'm struggling today. 
that's enough for me to know like, okay, I need to pray for him specifically in the area of where his eyes are looking, Mm -hmm. um, feeling tempted or just like that he would be focused on what he needs to be focused on and not be looking anywhere else. Um, and so I think that just one thing to be encouraged by is like, it's not about you at all. And as soon as you make it about you, then you become, um, self-conscious and it becomes, yeah, you can become defensive or, um, get mad about it bitter or yeah yeah, just there's so many negative emotions that come about when when um you start to make it about yourself and really it's not about you at all it's god created your husband to um admire the beauty that he created like god created this beautiful earth for us to admire and enjoy and because of sin it can become easily twisted but um, we have Jesus and we can pray and ask for him to help us. And so I think there's so much hope found in that, that like, mm-hmm. it's not a discouraging thing or like a dark secretive thing, but that there's hope, like Jesus has already overcome it all. And so we just need to invite him to be a part of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So one thing I would just caveat this with is men, you, you don't have a free ticket not to have accountability with other men and people that can speak into your lives. And I say accountability, this isn't 1990s accountability group in, in church, right? Like <laughs> you should have strong, faith-filled, close friends and mentors who you can talk to about anything. And if you can't talk to somebody about anything, then you probably should look internally as to why. And if there's nothing that you're convicted about internally that is the reason for that, you should probably look for better friends. And you need to still have people supporting you. And men, I mean, we don't have the detailed conversations, but like Mm -hmm. I can have those with guys. Mm -hmm. And other guys understand the circumstances. And I can get into details and confess sin if there's sin there. And we can, and I think there's an empathetic prayer that comes from confessing to other men um, that I think is really powerful too, because you can come together as all people afflicted by the same temptations. And so just because you open up the opportunity to have a discussion with your wife and you have a healthy marriage just discussing these type of topics doesn't mean that you don't also have, um, you know, a biblical community of men around you for that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it talks about, I think it's in James, you know, confessing to a friend. Um, And so I think that's really important. But the other thing I would say, too, is um, this should drive women to pray, like Justine said. This should drive you to have an empathetic heart for your husband Mm -hmm. and praying for him um, because ultimately the sin that he may be struggling with internally is between 
him and God in the sense of he uh, of the impact of that sin in his heart. Um, and so you need to be praying for him that he can repent of that, uh, that he can uh, be on his toes, if you will, mm-hmm. and be aware of his surroundings and, and be careful about what he's taking in with his eyes and, you know, all of the above X, Y, and Z. Um, and then just be prayerful for your marriage because the devil loves to tear apart marriages. Mm-hmm. And um, we're talking about this. Um, and part of it sounds a little flippant at times, like, oh, you know, that all men deal with this. Like, but that's, we're not making light of this. This is, this is an entry point for the devil to come in and destroy marriages by way of leading men away from their wives. Mm-hmm. But if men cannot have this conversation with their wives and cannot connect about it and pray about it and work through it together, then it's actually providing an even greater opportunity for the devil. Yeah, that's true. And so... Uh, the, that would be what I would encourage. And then on a lighter note, I would say women, from a man's perspective, if you have a conversation like this, one of the best things that you can do is to take time to pray about it and then go have sex. Yeah. Because there is no greater encouragement to a man mm-hmm. um, than to have a level of intimacy with his wife after which having prayed and had a deep discussion about something that he is really vulnerable about vulnerable about yeah and i think that's going to build a level of connection and intimacy between you two that you've never experienced um and so that would be my encouragement and i'd say too um if you feel like uh you just don't even know kind of where to start as far as praying for your husband there's a really awesome book out there called The Power of a Praying Wife, and it walks you through like prayers that you can pray over your husband in different areas of his life. And so that's just a really awesome book that um, yeah. you can good. read through, and um, it's broken up by like section of different areas like work life, friends. Um, church life, just and like every section is a different kind of area of your husband's life. And so you can kind of pick and choose of what might be most helpful for him today or this week. And then just um, read those prayers over him so that um, you can at least start somewhere. Um, yeah, it doesn't have um, to be anything big or um, like deep or anything like you can, yeah yeah i would say the power of our prayer is not in our elegant language mm-hmm. um or is it eloquent eloquent maybe both elegant and eloquent language i don't know <laughs> uh, the power of our prayer is not in our language the power of our prayer is the holy spirit mm-hmm. and jesus interceding to the father on our behalf in heaven mm-hmm. and so if you don't know where to start, uh, that book is a great resource. But also, you can simply just say, Father, help my husband mm-hmm. to deal with lust and temptation in his life today. Yeah. And keep us knit together and in love. In Jesus' name, amen. Like, it doesn't have to be profound because... Or long um, or, yeah, yeah, or like long. anything. Yeah. Like, Jesus help. Yeah. <laughs> is I've prayed that prayer. Like yeah. yep. it's so don't feel discouraged or mm-hmm. or 
uh, ill-equipped because you are more than equipped. You have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, totally. So that's our um, topic for today. I mean, hopefully that's encouraging to you guys. We kind of jumped around on a, on a number of different things, but ultimately I would just wrap it up with this. Men, be open to talking to your wife about these things. And if she hasn't heard this podcast, let her listen to it first. <laughs> and then women, be open to listening and be responsive uh, and try to understand um, where he's coming from. And remember that it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Um, that whether you are having sex with your husband three times a day, seven days a week, and you guys are incredibly in love, he is still going to be tempted to look at other women. Yeah. Like it, it does not have anything to do with you. Totally. And so remember that. Um, talk about it. Pray for each other. Uh, and don't take it lightly, but don't take it too seriously. Um, that would be my suggestions to wrap it up. Yeah. And, That's great. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we hope you have a good rest of your day. Yep. See you guys. Thank you.